Welcome to The Lisa Show. Hey, we should be having this conversation over lunch. The Lisa Show is about being real, right? So let's not pretend like we always get it right with self-care. Let's talk about some self-care fails with my friends Ken and Katie Craig. What self-care have you tried that just did not work? I tried acupuncture once. And? Does that count? Yeah, totally. (laughs) Why did you try it in the first place? I had lower back pain, and I had a chiropractor that I went to, and I thought, I want to try something different and see if maybe that helps alleviate the pain. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's a little bit weird because it was in my lower back, so I'm sans clothes, and it was like... if. It just felt like someone was... Did you just say, wait, sans clothes? Yeah. You just naked? Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Good day. This is a family podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) But it felt like someone was blowing blow darts. Like it was like a... It was just like a... I can't... I'm I'm showing you. But it was like just kind of a sharp flick into my back. And I was like... They were flicking you with rubber bands. Yeah, it's kind of what it felt like. And... um, and no change came from it. So I tried it a couple of times, and I really wanted it to work. You know, you've got, like, the New Age music playing, and totally. I think there was a candle, yeah. and I thought, this is going to be— It was so nice as an atmosphere that I thought, well, I don't feel any physically different, but I'm going to go one more time just to make sure. And it <laughs> didn't— the old college track. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it didn't It didn't change anything. So I, I was kind of sad because I thought, oh, this could be a really good way to— and I've heard other people where it's yeah. worked for them. I thought, this will be great, and it was— Nothing failed miserably, and I was sad. Everybody's got their own thing, right? Mm -hmm. For sure. Like Mm -hmm. I was, you know, I hardly ever get pedicures, Mm. but I like love it, right? Like I think, oh, that would be so great. And one of my friends, Rebecca, was really stressed out, and I was like, you got to get a pedicure. And she's like, I would rather die. (laughs) It is like torture. It's like for her, it's, I don't want anybody touching my feet when they scrub (laughs) your heel. And I'm like, oh, I love that part. You got all the dead skin off. She's like, no, it is torture. It is the opposite. And spending all that money and time just, you know, it it, it has a mental block for her. Mm -hmm. And it's funny, all the the weird, you know, things Mm -hmm. that are out there that you can try. I have a friend, my friend Sadie's trying to get me to do the cold plunge. She's like, listen, this is how I do self-care. She's got a ton of little kids, right? And she's like Mother Earth. And I just want to be like her, but I am not her. You know, (laughs) I want to be, but it's so hard. She's like, no, I go into this, you know, ice water, basically. It's at a certain temperature and it's a certain da-da-da-da. She's like, it shocks your system. and And she sent me articles about how it helps with depression and anxiety and mood. And like, I believe everything she's saying. I can't, I tried the other day to take, I was taking a shower, which is scalding hot Uh at all times. Absolutely. And I was like, maybe I could just make it lukewarm or, and then I could get up to cold and then I'd get the same effect. Nope. Nope. I'd (laughs) get the same effect. Like, I want to. Yeah. I want to love it though, and yeah. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't. I don't like public exercise. Okay. You know, like how people are like, I go to the gym. That's yeah. my place. That's my thing. Or I go to my class. You know, I go to my Zumba. Or I go to whatever. I don't like publicly exercising. To me, it's too. I don't know. Too many other things. It's distracting. I'm a social person, yeah. so then I'm like, can we just like chat and make jokes instead? <laughs> That's me. I'm on the back row making jokes about what's happening and and distracting people and not really exercising. Right. It just when I've gone to work. like those yeah. endorphins won't come. Yes. No. I've gone to classes and it's and I really am. I just like I'm making like oh this and I'm making up silly like dumb dance moves and and I'm just so public exercise is not that one doesn't work for me. Yeah. Isn't that mm-hmm. funny? Yeah. 
we've never been on a cruise. Never. And okay, I think so a lot I've of people... I've never been on a cruise. And that is like the quintessential. Everyone's like, you should go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We would love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I and don't know if I would. And it's same. a lot of money to find yeah, out. That's yeah. right. Exactly. It's not like picking up knitting. I also have out. to, I feel like I need to be I willing. <laughs> I feel like I need to be willing to put on about 20 pounds because I'm sure I will that's eat the do. whole time because they're like food is constantly accessible. And I'm like, that's not good for me. It just <laughs> reminds me of that movie, Wally. Where everybody is just sitting around eating and drinking. And I'm like, in theory, it sounds great. But then, like, but then. I'm nervous enough we've never taken a step towards doing it. Like, I'm like, oh, sometimes that sounds fun or whatever. And then I'm like, obviously not enough for me to look into it because we've just never done it. So I'm not convinced that that would be for me. Yeah, I'm not convinced that typical self care items will work, obviously, for everyone. Yeah. Right, right. Well, and also there's like an idea that self care is like a reward. Mm. Right? Like, or it's like a break, you know, oh, I worked, I did all this thing. And now I need to, like, basically, it's like rescuing. It's like, I'm at the end of my rope. Well, you better go do some self-care. But Right, like you get to critical mass and then then you break down and then you indulge and then start the cycle. And then you start again and you're like, well, now just nose to the grindstone again. Instead of weaving it together, right? You know, I was having this discussion with my son, Miles, who is a, well, he's on the cusp of like the millennial Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. generation Z. So different generation than us. And I said, hey, what does self-care mean to you and your generation? And he said, well, he had a negative connotation of it. He's like, I feel like people in my generation use it as an excuse, say, to like they work, they get burned out or whatever, and they just use it as an excuse to stay home and eat ice cream in bed and not go to work. Like he, and he said to me, that's what I think my generation thinks self-care is. But, and I said, well, then what is, what does that mean for you? And again, you know, he doesn't speak for a generation. Right. And I'm right. certainly sure. not trying to like throw an entire generation <laughs> under the bus. But it's his impression. But it's his impression. And he said, for me, self-care is more about habits. Like, so I doing things I don't like to do because I know that they're good for me, like going to the gym and exercising. I don't like it, but I know that that is taking care of myself and that I, I like how I feel later about doing it mm-hmm. or getting enough sleep. Like those two things are like huge self-care things for me. And I, anyway, I didn't expect that answer. I was very mm. surprised. Very by mature. It. You have a very mature son. Well, yeah. I don't know. That generation should be lucky to have Miles speaking for them. I was going to say, I think <laughs> they he should speak for that generation. <laughs> sure. But like, yeah, it's still like a lot of paperwork needs to be done to to get to that kind of like, <laughs> level of spokesperson. So, but luck. I think, but what is what he's describing is more like sustainable. It's making lifestyle more sustainable. Okay. On the flip side of that, though, too, like I work. Uh, one, my producer McKay is in a different generation and he has actually modeled really great self care in a, in a different way, like with boundaries. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. I'm laughing only because I'm his boss of like, of like when it's appropriate to like text and have like work conversations and when to do it like, uh, you know, during business hours mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. And, oh, and I just read an article too, in I believe it was in the Washington Post that talked about how the younger generation is better at that because the whole idea is you don't just work, hello, Generation X, (laughs) until you burn out. Mm -hmm. Like it's never enough, all hours, always hustling, lean in Mm -hmm. like crazy. You just work all the time, hustle culture. It's a reaction to that of to take a step back and say, you should be able to live a life that and have a career where you are not needing to burn out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then rest 
and then go at a lightning speed and then rest and repeat. Instead, yeah. it should be sustainable. Yeah. So you're not just putting everything into work, but you are putting energy into, you know, physical well-being, into emotional well-being, into spiritual well-being. Like, they're all um, kind of connected areas instead of there's work and then there's everything else. And when I'm working, I shouldn't be having to do everything else or, or it, it would be a luxury to be able to do everything else. But really, those worlds can be woven together. It's a better life. Yeah. this idea of having boundaries about because I think it's a lot of people who do work from home then it becomes very blurry you never leave the office because it's at home with you I can work anytime and now I am working anytime so I think what you're talking about is these emotional or time boundaries within a person's head right to say I'm not going to send that email right now because I'm at home in air quotes as opposed to I'm at work in air quotes yeah. Right. So it's yeah. it's kind of like trying to trying to help home time be home time that is separate. And that's the thing. Like when when people were working in the office all day and the computer stayed in the office, then work stayed in the office. And then when the computer came home from the office, suddenly then it was like, oh, I could just go. I could just send this email. And then it's nine o'clock at night. And you're like, why? I wouldn't be at my office right now. Why am I at my computer right now? Well, and that's also too like how society and how different generations to value work. Mm-hmm. So I know something that I, I don't know if I'll ever be cured of this, to be honest, as Generation X, where like I, I am a recovering perfectionist, mm-hmm. right? Which is its own thing. But also I get great value in my identity by what I accomplish, right? Like, and it's not just at work. It's like, Oh, my, my house is clean. You know, my kids are fed and happy. I did a good job at work today. Gold star. A gold, kind, yeah, kind yeah. of like that mentality so that the more you do and produce or accomplish, the more productive you are. How many times at the end of the day do I like, I write out a list and like, look at all the things I did. Yeah. Um, and isn't that a funny word to use to so describe weird. a person? Being productive. productive. She is so, you guys, so productive. You guys, I was so productive today. It's like, w- but wait, I get am I like it. a producer? Like yeah. it feels like like part of a machine or something. But being able to like step, take a step back yes. and look at that and go, okay, so I like to do that. I do come from a hustle culture. I get a, a thrill from it. It might not be the healthiest way to live, mm-hmm. but as long as I'm aware of it, like treating yourself is great. And that is separate than in my mind, to self-care. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I think that 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 hustle culture or even that I was productive today speaks to the meritocracy where our worth is attached to how much we know or how much we do or what we accomplish or what we do for work or how well we, how many hours we spend or, or how, or how much we're killing ourselves for a work. Right. And, and that can be like, people kind of wear that as a badge of honor sometimes or they, or that's how they judge their own worth. And which is dangerous. Like, like we really need to back up and say, I'm worth, I'm a person and my worth comes from the fact that I exist. The yeah. fact that God made me. So that I have a divine nature that is independent on what I do. Exactly. Yeah. How I perform. Exactly. Because think of the, even just the mental health ramifications, oh, right? Totally. Or like, oh, I'm sick and I can't do things that, uh, what am I worth? What am I, what good am I? Right? So like there's, there, there has to be that thing. And, and maybe that also ties into self-care, which is 
because I am from God, because I matter just how I am, then I need to take care of me, who I am. And it doesn't, it's not because I wore myself out from a job that now I finally need to take care of myself and nurse myself back to health so I can go wear myself out again. It's more, I, because I matter and because my vessel matters, I need to take care of myself and it will help me to do the work that yeah, I have a greater capacity to help other people <laughs> exactly. to be happy. To, to do these other yep. things that, yeah. that that feel engaging to me, that feel sustaining, that feel exciting that to me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We have, I have a friend that, um, I mean, every time we catch up, it, I'm getting a resume. I'm getting a list of all the things well, that he's done. Well, and when we done. meet somebody, what do you do for a living? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's right where we start off to like, okay, you're going to judge me in the first five minutes by how I respond to that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, crazy. it's weird. Mm-hmm. It was even even at his own kid's wedding. I was like, how are you feeling? Like, you know, it's a big day or whatever. Well, I was up late working on this report, blah, blah. And it was like, I'm like, I don't, you should not even be thinking about that today. But it's such a, it's how he's wired. And is uh, very aware of, <laughs> am I measuring up? By that, yeah. by, to some mm-hmm. degree. To some degree, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think we're getting a little bit better generationally. And I find like when I talked, especially to like, Younger people, that makes me sense. When I talk to the young folks, <laughs> young no, but younger people, instead of saying, oh, so what do you do for a living or whatever, I think, what does your life look like right now? Mm-hmm. Or what are you interested in mm-hmm. right now? You know, that to me then doesn't... Brings up a it, lot of fascinating answers, yeah, right? I th- yeah, I think it's a more interesting way to start a conversation. Yeah. And some of, I, some of it I think is generational. Some of it I think is family culture, what you come from. Because you can totally see... People who that's how they are, that's how they feel like they're judged or maybe that's why they're doing their job is because, well, this is what my parents expect or that's just, that's just how they run. This is how our family runs. I know. So it's so weird. It is. What are you going to try next? (laughs) Self-care wise. (laughs) That's what I always, I always think, you know, if I think, oh, I think of it differently. Yeah. So I think, oh, I want this treat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to treat myself and go get my nails done yeah. or something mm-hmm. like that. But I don't think about that as like my self-worth. Yeah. When I do think about it as a whole, I think, you know, am I getting enough exercise? Am I getting enough sleep? Am yeah. I fueling my body in the best way? Yeah. Am I getting outside of my head? Do, you know, like that kind of thing, like yeah. TikTok, you know, from one sort of quadrant of my life, right? <laughs> yeah. in, in a major focus. And and I sort of like move that way. And there's, I, I think it is an interesting conversation to ask other people like, oh, well, what are you trying to have like better spiritual health or emotional health or mental health or physical health, you know, and not I, being so hyper-focused on one of those areas. Sure. And to Miles' point, I think having habits, having things in place yeah. is maybe a crucial element to being able to have that balance or to make sure that all those areas are, you know, if you're only thinking, <laughs> it's been a month, I should do something for my spiritual well-being. Then, but if it's part of a habit, if it's part of a culture that you're doing this all the time, it's so much easier to, if something's in place, it's easier to to do it habitually. Yeah. So, I had an experience where I had an assignment in my church that was very intensive and required a lot of time. And it was also at a busy time of life where there were, I had a lot of, a lot of other assignments going on. And um, sometimes, depending on your assignment, then there can be almost like a, I'm going to kill myself for this thing and I'm going to sacrifice everything else to this and everything else is going to suffer. And I've actually been working really hard on saying, okay, this is the amount of time I have to work on this. And now Mm -hmm. that time is done and I have to go to bed. And I will actually pray and be like, okay, 
that's the amount of time I could put in. I'm going to need you to make up the difference because this is all I can give. And and now it's on to the next thing. And and that has been, it's a hard thing to do because you will be tempted to second guess when it's at the end, the final thing, and people are saying, well, we should have started this or we should have done this better. And so in your mind, then you're like, I know it's the perfectionism. And I, and I really had to like dial myself back to that place and say, this is the offering that I gave this to God. And I felt like that offering was acceptable. And so that's what matters. And how applicable is that to other areas in our life? To everything. I mean, it's almost like using I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it's almost like you're saying time management as a self-care tool. Absolutely. Because you can always go above and beyond. You yeah. can always do more. Right. Well, and then anything. I should change yeah. the point. You know, good enough, good enough. Exactly. But, you know, how you've been raised, of what that phrase means to you and what emotional response you have. But, you know, it reminds me of like in painting of like knowing mm-hmm. when, uh, most painters will tell you like that one of the hardest parts of painting is knowing when to walk away because mm-hmm. you could Put mess with a painting and keep adding paint or changing it or, you, could you know, shifting it, especially in oil <laughs> to yeah. death. Especially in oil painting. Absolutely. And same thing with like editing a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like in different art forms, you have to know like how, how much time to pour into it and then when to stop and walk away from it. And yeah. I, th- I think that's applicable in so many different areas. Absolutely. Yeah, that's something that I feel like I've been working on. But we can't judge our worth or we can't even judge our effort or how well it was based on feedback, right? We really have to judge it on, did I give the offering I was supposed to give? Did I feel like this is like I, I met my metrics, which were I'm going to give my best or I'm going to spend this time or I'm going to whatever. Did I meet that? Great. And we have to like be able to leave that alone. And not underestimate how hard it is. Yeah. yeah. Like I'll tell you like so many times like where I'm doing a voiceover or I'm doing a commercial or, you know, a movie like where you're like, I really care about this and I want to do my very, very best. And you do it and you do it. And then at <laughs> some point they have to be like, OK, that's enough take. Like, you know, we yeah. got to move on. Yeah. yeah. So so bring your best. Do it. And then, and then sort say, of leave it. Yeah. Absolutely. Should have, should have, should have. Yeah. Yeah. And be able to say. Okay, uh, my my worth doesn't sure. depend on this thing. My and my worth doesn't depend on the uh, the effects. My worth, like my job, is to give my best effort and then to be done and then to be okay with that. The Lisa Show is a production of BYU Radio. It's hosted by Lisa Valentine Clark and produced by McKay Menden and Becca Hurley, with music and post production by Sam Clausen. If you enjoy the show, tell a friend about it. The number one way for podcasts to grow is by word of mouth. So we really appreciate it. 